Hello, and welcome to Why. I'm your host, Axel Ryan Inzi. As teens, there is a lot we have to go through, and as a result, sometimes it may be difficult to find our passion. For me, even though I have a podcast and a bunch of other things that I want to do, sometimes it is difficult to find that motivation or understand how that passion will carry on in the future. Today I am with Fatima Diamande, where we talk about passion and her journey into dancing. So first off, thank you for coming on the show, Fatima. How you been? Of course. I'm so glad that you're having me. I've been well, just working, um, getting ready for college. I'm leaving literally in less than a week. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, exciting changes going on. So just to start things off light, um, introduce yourself to the audience. Who is Fatima? Ah, that's a hard question. (laughs) Fatima, who is Fatima? I mean, I would describe myself as a determined young woman. Um, I would describe myself as someone who is so excited to just start this journey of what we call life. I think that a lot of the times people get caught up in, you know, things that could have been or what they're not doing. And I just, I would describe myself as someone who's down for the ride. And I believe that there is no destination. The journey is everything. Um, What can I say? I went to PSU 61. That was my elementary school, which I loved. I met my best friend, Gabby, there. We actually have a TikTok page together that's doing really well. Um, I'm a dancer. Um, I've been dancing professionally for a while, since I was about maybe five or six at Mark Morris Dance Center. Um, Something that I love to do, something that I'm super passionate about. I don't dance there anymore, but I always feel, feel that I will dance throughout my whole entire life. Um, I went to BCS Middle School where I also danced and found a lot of my really good friends that I have today. And I just graduated from Brooklyn High School of the Arts, which I've also made beautiful friends in and was involved in the biggest dance program at the school. So that's just a little bit about me. Yeah. And with dancing, um, would you say that it's something that comes to you naturally? Um, absolutely. I think that I've always had uh, a passion for dance. Um, Watching people dance is my favorite thing to do. Literally, I'm obsessed. Um, I think that I've I've always danced since I was young. My mom has like videos of me running around the house dancing. So I would definitely say that dancing comes natural to me for sure. Yeah. And do you have any specific memories that probably you remember to be like, oh, this is why I started to pick up dancing? Um, I just think seeing like commercials of people dancing or maybe watching people on TV dancing. Um, I don't really have any older cousins who danced or like anyone that I could have looked up to in the family or really any friends because I'm basically the same age as all my friends. So no one that I knew personally that I can look up to and say, oh, I wanted to be a dancer because of them. But I would say that someone that I do look up to, the beautiful Misty Copeland, um, a prima ballerina, um, I looked up to her for sure. So yeah, definitely. As we talked about her inspiration to start dancing and how she evolved over time, Fatima mentioned how there were some hardships along the way. 
And that led me to asking, what do you think was your biggest challenge in pursuing dancing? And maybe you could probably describe one of those moments where you had like a really big screw up and you were like beating yourself up for it. And you kind of learned from that experience. Sure. Um, well, it's this is kind of two parts and they're totally they're polar opposites. They're totally different subjects. But yeah, go ahead. Say the hardest part, um, the most difficult um, in the beginning, especially when I had just got um accepted into the Mark Morris dance company. Um, like I was saying before, kind of connecting to my point about Misty Copeland and not really seeing as many black dancers as I wanted to, like in, you know, on national television. Um, I was one of the only black girls in my um, dance class, probably one of like four out of like 30 of us. And on top of that, I was the darkest one. And so I think that that played a huge role um, I was insecure. My bodies didn't look like the other girls. My hair, you know, my bun wasn't as <laughs> tight as the other girls were. And so, you know, it just made me feel like, you know, I was the odd one out or like I was doing something wrong or like someone was always looking at me, you know, like I was the sore thumb. So I would say that that's definitely played a role into who I've become as a dancer and as a person and just, you know, letting all of that go and realizing who I am and evolving in that way. And uh, <laughs> there was actually this one time, it was my sophomore show. Now, when I tell you that show was a mess, <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful mess though. We, that was the first time that I felt like we were actually like, maybe not the first time, but that was the biggest time I felt like we were a family. Like we were so interconnected um, that day, the show went terribly. The lighting was bad. The directing was bad. Um, I actually almost had an asthma attack that day. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Someone sprained their ankle that day. Someone was cursing out a teacher that day. It was a lot going on. That oh, day. gosh. But, but as a class, as a whole, like class, um, freshmen through seniors, we just stuck together and it felt so good. Like at the end of the day, we had some someone appear to lean on which was really nice because during the show we all kind of felt like alone and estranged because it was so it was just like the energy was so weird like the practice and the training was fine but as soon as we had to perform in front of so many hundreds of people it was like dang like we're doing bad guys like this show is just not as good as we thought it would be but you know that's bound to happen and that's okay yeah. And how have you been able to learn and accept that mistake and be able to learn from it, even though, like you like you said, it's not like the practices were bad. It was just like sometimes right. the practice doesn't necessarily translate to the final product. So how are you able to learn from that if to some extent you kind of felt confident going in like, oh, I know it. It's not like I don't know it. Right. Um, I just think that sometimes we take things too seriously and I feel like some things in life need to be taken with a grain of salt because at the end of that show, I still got my flowers. I still got to see my family. My friends came to support me. Like, so sometimes, um, you're, you're not always going to be successful. And like I said, 
you know, it's trial and error and some things just aren't going to be as you plan them out to be. And so now you have to reroute. That doesn't technically mean you're lost. It just means that, you know, the GPS might've been wrong, or maybe you just need to find your own way. So I just truly think that, um, some things you just have to deal with, some things you have to take with a grain of salt. And sometimes you shouldn't be so hard on yourself, you know, like it's not always about winning and it's not always about um, being the strongest one there or, you know, fulfilling everything. Sometimes it's about just being a family, having that person to lean on, you know, being yourself, putting yourself out there and whatever the final product is, that's what people are just going to have to accept and deal with. And, you know, you just move on with it. Throughout Fatima's life, dancing has played a crucial part. She has made many friends through it and has found many ways to make it fun. One of those ways is by viewing her different dance pieces as a story. Um, I was able to make dancing fun, I feel like, because I danced with a lot of my friends. So that was already automatically fun because, you know, friends are the chosen family. Like those are the people that you want to be around most of the time. So I danced with my friends a lot. We created a family and it became, you know, like really, it was basically a support system through dance, which is funny to say, but, you know, and I also made dance fun because every single uh, dance excerpt or piece that I've ever seen or done, I think of as a story. So what does this mean to you? And then we would converse because everyone has their different opinions and their different views on things, obviously different perspectives. And so it's more so about like, what did you see? And then someone would tell me what they saw. And then I tell them what I saw. And then we compare and contrast and, you know, that whole sorts of things. So I think I just made dance fun by really being myself and pushing myself to be the best I could be, but also not being too hard on myself as well as dancing with my friends and then, you know, conversing about it and seeing um, our different perspectives on what we were doing or what we just saw. During COVID, Fatima found it difficult to find motivation within herself to keep pursuing dance. As she reflected on her quarantine experience, I asked, how would you define success? How would I define success? That is a deep question. Um, I want to start off by saying, because I feel like a lot of people misinterpret that word. Um, I just want to say that success doesn't mean money and success doesn't mean a college degree. Um, I think success to me means just truly loving yourself, getting to know yourself, understanding yourself and really enjoying your life. Um, success is obviously different for everyone due to like, you know, people's morals or their living circumstances or whatever the case may be. But I would define success as a state of mind. If you believe that you're successful, but you have nothing, then that's exactly what you are. If you believe that you're successful and you quote unquote have everything, then I guess that's what you are. So to me, like uh, it's cliche, but obviously success means just being happy no matter where you are in your life. Like, I guess like, this is also cliche, but just being comfortable, like being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want to. I think that's what success is to me, because that's what I would want to do. Like, you know, I would want to be able to just go anywhere I wanted to go without, you know, a worry in the world. But to someone else, success may just be, you know, flipping a hamburger today and eating it at the barbecue that they're going to later. I don't know. 
So I think that success is really just a state of mind. It's wherever you put yourself, wherever you can see yourself be comfortable. Yeah, definitely. And with that, do you think you are successful and why? Um, I'm still so young. I'm only 18. So I wouldn't say that I'm where I want to be yet, obviously. Um, hopefully by the grace of God, I have many, many, many more years to uh, be successful, show my success and appreciate my success, have gratitude for it. Um, so no, I, I don't think I'm successful yet because I'm not where I want to be and I have a long way to go. But I do think that as of right now in my life, I like who I'm becoming. And I also, I just love like, you know, the young black woman that I'm slowly turning into. So I think that, um, am I successful right now? Not entirely. Will I be? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and with that, what do you think you have to do? Or what do you think it, um, you think it takes to be successful? Um, I think it takes passion. I think it takes grit. I think it takes, you know, just a lot of determination and actually you not just manifesting and praying over crystals and no shade, but actually (laughs) just actually putting in the work and, you know, like really, you know, doing what you have to do. Like even like, it's funny that you ask because your father was my tutor Um, my math tutor. And I just felt like a lot of times, like even like looking back on it, I just felt like I could have been so much better at math if I actually tried. You know, I just felt like sometimes in life you just do things to get by. And so I just feel like you will be successful if you actually put in the work, you know, so definitely just grinding and doing what you got to do, man. Like it's really not as hard as people make it seem. Um, It can be, it definitely can be, it can be a journey, but I feel like sometimes people make things out to be harder than they actually are because they just sit there and whine about it and don't actually put in the effort. So yeah, just putting in work, getting it done, do what you got to do. Yeah, for sure. And how would you define progress? How would I define progress? Um, Progress. I would define progress as a bigger step than the one you took before. I would define progress as beauteous. Progress is beauteous. Like when you can feel yourself getting better, when you can feel yourself turning into something that you like, when you can feel yourself turning into like, you know, a good monster, not a crazy one, but a good one. Like, you know, like I'm beastie, like I'm doing this. Like, so progression to me is um, strength. It's a lot of love for yourself. And it's a lot of, um, what is it? It's a lot of, I guess, love for yourself also. Because I feel like to love yourself is to know yourself. And to know yourself is to know that you're going to do well in life, no matter what you do. So I just think that progression is being beastie (laughs) in, in, in shorter terms. 
Alright, so for this last part, I think I'm gonna just freestyle it and say my honest thoughts. But, um, while I was doing this recording, I think, um, this specific part that you're about to hear was probably one of the most realist moments, I would say, I had on the show out of all the episodes I recorded. Um, I think just speaking from my perspective on it, it was just as a teen, me going into my sophomore year, I mean, as I'm recording this right now, um, leaving in like two days to go to Hotchkiss. But I think even then, right after my birthday, hearing that it was a big, um, it was a big realization moment, just, um, what we were talking about. And I'm going to just let this speak for itself. And I hope you guys got something out of it just as much as I did. So enjoy the last part. So what is the biggest piece of advice you could give to people who are still trying to figure out their passion or who they are? Mm, I would say, honey, (laughs) (laughs) winners do what they have to do and people who aren't passionate are going to do what they want to do. Now, don't twist that with like, don't, you know, twist that. I'm just basically saying that you're going to do everything that you have to do to get to where you want to be before you relax. So I just think that it's very important. It's significant. It's vital that you take initiative because I feel like there was a lot of times where I pulled back or pulled away or got too scared or thought somebody was way sharper than I was or just a better person in general than I was. And so I kind of like, you know, ducked the opportunity. But if, if that's, if I can give one piece of advice to someone who wants to be passionate or is passionate about something, take it on take it on, do your thing, be a bull, like just full force, go for it because being scared gets you nowhere and hiding behind corners, you'll never be seen. So get out there and be seen. Yeah, for sure. And to wrap things off, what is it? I'm going to ask my ending question. I always ask throughout every episode. What is a question you had coming into the episode that was answered or what is a question you still have after this interview? So you could ask me away with anything. <laughs> um, the question, probably the biggest question I've had, because I've never been on a podcast before. This is my first one and I'm so honored. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I would say that my 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 question was, what is a podcast like? Like, am I gonna mess this up? Like that was probably my <laughs> big question. Um, but um a question towards you like how are you what's going on with you how, how have you been yeah i mean i guess probably for how am i doing gosh it's such know, a simple right? question i don't know how to answer it. that's so <laughs> and weird 100 percent honest Be 100 percent honest a lot of people like when you ask them i think i just read in an article the other day like the two words I'm fine and it's okay are the biggest lies told in life. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely be honest. How are you really? All right. I'm going to keep it a hundred. I mean, for me, I think throughout my first year of high school, it was more of just confusion and figuring out. And I, and like Mm -hmm. 
I feel like for me, I've I've realized a recurring theme has been people putting expectations on me like I know what I'm doing, but I absolutely do not know what I'm doing. Like, like, I think it's a simple like, yes, like yesterday on my birthday, I I was reading a letter my friend gave to me. (laughs) Yeah, 15 now. But yeah, I was yes, re- but yeah, I mean, I was reading a letter my friend gave me and she was like, it was like, I did like, she, the way she looked at our relationship, our friendship was how I was, oh, such a smart kid. And I knew exactly what I was doing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and how people aspired to be me. And I'm like. Um, 14 like it's not right. even that it's not even age it's just that I just don't know it yet at some point and yeah. I'm and I just admit it myself that I don't know it yet and it's like I'll be, like people be asking me oh what college you want to go to I don't know I genuinely do right. not know myself so it's like I'm doing this podcast because I eventually at some point I got bored and I was like, I'm gonna give myself a big project to do whatever. But like, at Mm. the same time, like I'm doing all these things, and I still don't know it. And then that's the whole reason why I started this whole thing to figure it out. Mm. And the biggest element I wanted to bring onto here was the idea of youth. And that was like a big breakthrough I had. Because I've realized at some point, even with this whole show, I sometimes I just come into a creative block and I'm like, I don't know what to, who to interview. I don't know what questions yeah. to ask. What do I do? And then I realized that I could just use my youth to my advantage and just doing it. And I'm going to be straight up with you before, like weeks before when we were having the idea of me interviewing you, I didn't know if it could mm-hmm. work. I genuinely did not. I genuinely did not know if it could work because I felt like. We haven't talked in so long. I was like, what we were going to talk about. But then mm-hmm. I realized, like, from young person to young person, even though we're like, what, three years apart? Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff that we could relate to. Even though you do dancing, I do podcasts and a bunch of other things. There's so much stuff that young people have to bring to the table. And it's yeah. interesting when you give them that platform. Yeah. So... In short terms, I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm fine, but yeah. I'm still figuring it out. And let me just tell you, I appreciate your answer wholeheartedly. I feel like that was the most honest response that you could have given. And I'm so happy that you opened up to me because I think as kids and as Gen Z, basically, I think that we have a lot of weight on us. There are so many expectations and you know, so, so many expectations and it gets really difficult. Like life gets hard and that's okay. And you're only 15 and I'm only 18. And we're talking like we've been, you know, 30 for like 10 years, like we're exactly like, so I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I feel like a lot of the times people depend on me too, and expect me to know all the answers and have things figured out and be the leader. And, you know, like I have a pack, but it's really, it's not that easy. And 
it's difficult. And I think like, it's nowhere near like, well, I think it, I, it can relate. Like me and I told you, me and my friend Gabby have a TikTok it, um, at Diom Stars. Um, if you guys, if anyone wants to follow. <laughs> um, and we have about mm, like 76,000 followers right now. Nothing too crazy, but 76,000 people is still, you know, a significant amount of people. And that means that 76,000 people or whoever for you page we come up on are watching us. And so like we get thousands of comments or hundreds of comments on each video. And, you know, not every comment is pleasant. Not every comment is a comment that you want to see, but I feel like the person that I am, I just, you can't focus on, um, uh, what other people's opinions are too much because you're always, you spend the most time with yourself. You have to be your own best friend because you're going to be the one who knows yourself the best. You know what I mean? Like if someone yeah. says something about you, you can say, no, that's not true. And they might not believe what you say, but you know, you know, you know what I mean? So I just think that like, I was talking to my friend about this the other day, like you figure yourself out throughout your whole entire life. Like you're going to have foundations of things. You're going to have things that, you know, and people that, you know, and, you know, not everyone's going to be around when you're successful. Not everyone's going to, you know, or they, a lot of people might be around just because you're successful. You know, it's going to be a lot of those kinds of relationships. And that's something that you also have to watch out for too. So there's a lot to this life. So don't strain yourself trying to figure out you know, um, every single thing, because there's, there are going to be a lot of things that you just simply can't figure out. And there are going to be a lot of things that you just can't even wrap your mind around. And that's okay. Because if you try to wrap your mind around it, it'll probably lead to something really, really bad. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, I want to be a world traveler, but I know that I'm not going to be able to go to every single country, every single city, every single town, every single county. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's just that's just not how it works. Some things you just can't do. And I feel like that comes, you have to accept that. And that is, that is A-OK. As long as you're doing something that makes you happy and it doesn't even have to be like your career path. Like if playing the guitar makes you happy because it's your hobby, play a guitar. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But I feel like as a 14, as a 15 year old now, <laughs> birthday yep. boy, I just want, I just want you to take it easy on yourself and be happy. Cause already at 18, I'm like, oh my freaking gosh, I'm going to college on Thursday. Gosh. Like that's less than a week. That's crazy. Like, you know, it's scary, but it's also exciting. And I just think like, take life one day at a time, like have a plan, but just know that plans do get ruined. And sometimes there will be rain checks and that's fine too. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think you just word it perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. There you have it. That concludes part three on passion. Make sure to download this episode and subscribe to the podcast. This episode is available on all platforms, so share it with people you know. Check out the website, whywithaxel.com. This could be found in the show description. Donate to support the show and join the email listing for episode notifications. Until then, stay safe and keep questioning.